Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the Starline by Senior Director of Communications for Chicken Soup for The Soul Entertainment, the face of Crackle and Redbox author, speaker, and environmental study superstar, Chris Wolseley. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Sean. This is awesome. I'm so excited to be back. Chris, let's go binge-watching Beyond the Mic. You've got three great services under your roof. What's the best thing to watch in the next 30 days? All right. Well, I've got to tell you, we've got some great ones. One of my favorites. Now, you know, I only recommend things that I think your audience is actually going to enjoy, right? Nope. I thought you'd recommend things that you got tricked into watching yourself. (laughs) Well, sometimes you see recommendations and you go watch it and you're like, really? Somebody likes this? We have a great one on Crackle this month. This is one of the ones that I've been talking about in all the interviews because I just think it was somehow missed when it was in the theaters. And when I saw it, I was like, why was this? Why weren't more people not talking about this? Because these performances are spectacular. And it's called Night Move, starring Jesse Eisenberg, obviously from Social Network, Dakota Fanning from the Harry Potter series, and also one of my all-time favorite actors, Peter Sarsgaard. And this is a film about three, funny you brought up uh, my environmental studies degree. It's about three environmental activists who decide that they are going to blow up a hydroelectric dam. So it goes all the way from the inception of this plot to the explosive climax. But during this journey of these three characters planning this disaster, they come to discover that trust might be the most dangerous companion of them all. It's really intense. Chris, did you know that Paul Dano and Rooney Mara were considered for the Jesse and Dakota roles? No, I did not. And you were just a fount of knowledge. I mean, could you see Paul and Rooney in their roles? No. How about best comedy? Okay, best comedy. This is easy because I've been a big fan of this show since it came out in 2005, and I was so excited that we got this on Crackle. Chris Rock series, Everybody Hates Chris. And I don't know if you saw this when it was out, but I thought it was genius. It's loosely based on Chris Rock's life. Just a fun show and, like, looks at families in a way that I think is super funny, but also, you know, realistic, and yet, you know, kind of looks at the lighter side of, you know, a lot of the struggles and difficulties that we all have had in our families. I loved his dad because my dad was the exact same way. Like every time in the show, we have all four seasons and throughout the show, anytime he throws food out, his dad tells him the exact dollar amount he's throwing out. It just, it made me laugh so hard because my dad was the same way. He's like, Hey, that's 67 cents worth of chicken. What are you doing? Get that out of there. Get that back up there. Just, it's a great show. Chris Rock is great in it. Tyler James Williams. He is, he was the little guy, but he's now on Abbott Elementary which is a spectacular show. I think we could, you can look at his performance there and look all the way back when he was uh, a child star and just see like, wow, he, he you could tell that, that kid was going to go places. Terry Crews as the dad is brilliant. It's a great show. Definitely check out Everybody Hates Chris. Tyler James Williams is an advocate for Crohn's since he was diagnosed with the disease. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just read that recently. That was very interesting. Yep, it's neat to see celebrities, especially when it's something they have a you know personal experience with, being able to use their their position to help others. We're always talking about the adults, but what are the best kids shows to watch as we get closer to summer? We've got a couple. 
um, that I think are great. In terms of like what you think of when you think of kids shows, probably my favorite is Jackie Chan Adventures. Yep. We have all of the episodes of that show. It's great, super fun. It just reminds, it's like a throwback for me to Saturday morning cartoons. Like when you and I grew up, I don't know about you, but I would literally get up at like 5.30 in the morning and watch the test pattern on the TV until programming actually started at 6 a.m. I'd be sitting there with my, you know, bowl of Lucky Charms just waiting for the first cartoon to start Saturday morning. Jackie Chan Adventures to me is just like a total throwback to the to those days. It's super fun. Jackie Chan as a person is a lovely individual. I think it's a great show. But one that I'm even more excited about, and it's pretty much because of the uh, Super Mario Brothers movie, is our Crackle original series playing with power the Nintendo story. So this is a five-part documentary series that is a deep, deep dive. My buddy Jeremy Sneed uh, wrote and produced it, and it's a deep dive. It goes all the way back. I don't know if you knew this, and you probably did, because as I said, you're a fount of knowledge, but the Nintendo Corporation actually started in the 1800s, and they were a playing card company in Japan. It was illegal to own... Western playing cards because they didn't want a Western influence in Japan. Wow. But Nintendo made these cards that basically mimicked Western playing cards. So they didn't have the, the suit. They didn't have, you know, hearts and spades and clubs, but they had cherry blossoms and waterfalls and cranes. And everybody knew what each of those symbols was supposed to symbolize. And so when the government officials would walk by and people were playing cards, they'd say, oh, no, we're just admiring the artwork. (laughs) And uh, that way they were able to get around it. So super interesting. And then it goes through all the iterations that, like, they tried and failed, like, 50 different business models before they stumbled onto children's toys and from that into computer gaming. It's easily, in my opinion, the best video game documentary series ever made. It's way better than there was one that came out a couple of years ago on, on a competitor platform that I thought was not even close to the quality of this series. So definitely check that one out. Playing with Power, the Nintendo story. It's fantastic. What about action? Do we have a Seagal Schwarzenegger movie <laughs> to talk about? Well, we've got a, we've got a ton. We, we always lean heavy on action in both Crackle and Redbox as well. To answer your question, yes. We've got Steven Seagal, The Patriot. We've got Jean-Claude Van Damme and The Shepherd. We've got Stallone. We've got tons of stuff. But I think my favorite right now, I have to say, is Salvage Marines, which is our sci-fi action series starring Casper Van Dien. It is spectacular. It's, it's a throwback to kind of the early 90s sci-fi channel series. And it's really great. We have all of season one on there. We got to work with Casper Van Dien uh, promoting the series. And I have to say, he is not only the nicest guy in Hollywood, but he's also the hardest working guy in Hollywood. I mean, this we went to uh, Comic-Con with him last year, and I think the guy lost 10 pounds while we were there because we ran him about 30 miles in this triangle of interviews over and over. I'd call him at 11 o'clock at night and he'd run down in his robe and pajamas to do interviews. And he's, he's just incredible to work with. It's a great sci-fi series. So it's, it's kind of in the similar vein of Starship Troopers, oddly enough, but kind of the opposite where Starship Troopers 
uh, was kind of a jingoistic pro-military novel when it was originally written. This Salvage Marines is kind of looking at the dangers of uh, putting too much faith in corporations and the military. And in the future, Casper Van Dien sees that his children are going to inherit the huge debt that he has. In, in order to free them from that debt, he becomes part of the Salvage Marines, which is sort of this military group that a corporation owns. And he has to go in and fight these sort of mercenary wars while he learns more about the actual truth behind the corporation. It's, it's a great series. Peter Shinkoda is in it as well. His wife, Jennifer Wenger, is in it with him. All kinds of great people. So definitely check that out. The truth is out there. That's it. What horror movie will get the jump scare in you this month? We have a mess of stuff. But I have to say, to get the, the biggest jump scare, and, and this scared me uh, watching it, it's actually a TV series that we have, Ghost Wars. So this was originally a sci-fi channel series, um, and we have the streaming exclusive on this right now. Um, it is spectacular. Great cast. It was actually Meatloaf's last performance, which was super sad, but his uh, performance in this is great. We have all of season one. It is starring Vincent D'Onofrio, Kim Coates from Sons of Anarchy. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio plays this like, crazy small-town preacher. Avin Jogia, who's a big up-and-coming name right now, plays this young kid in a small, tiny town, uh, remote town in Alaska, whose dad is this world-famous psychic, and he wants nothing to do with it. Well, it ends up that the town becomes besieged with these demonic attacks on people in the town, and unfortunately, this kid has inherited some of his dad's abilities, and he's the only one who can actually see the ghosts who are attacking the people in the town. And so he has to team up with Meatloaf and Sinoprio and Kim Coates, who form this like very strange band of ne'er-do-wells to go into battle against the, the forces of evil that are attacking the town. It's super well done, but it will scare the tar out of you. If you like the show Supernatural, things like that, this is definitely the one you want to check out for jump scares. Demonic attacks? I thought we agreed to never bring up my ex-wife. <laughs> What's that underappreciated show that you love right now? Underappreciated, I'm, I'm going to go with Crackle again, and I'm going with In the Vault. In the Vault is it's another one that it'll give you a couple of jump scares. This is a great series if you like Riverdale and that sort of like high school, college kind of a little bit of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer kind of feel to it. But this is about a uh, college campus with a hidden murderer. Um, and you don't know. So every episode focuses on a different main character. And one episode, you think that that character is the hero. And then the next episode, they flip it and you see someone else's perspective on things and they look like they could possibly be the killer. Really clever, really well written. I think it was great. It's Sydney Sweeney is in it, who's uh, the hot ticket right now with uh, White Lotus, among about a million other shows that she's on. Audrey Whitby is in it as well. It's, it's a really great hidden gem uh, in the vault. We have seasons one and season two. So everything they set up in season one gets flipped in season two. It's great. So if you, if you like intrigue, mystery, uh, a little bit of jump scares, check that one out for sure. Chris Woolsey from Chicken Soup for the Soul, Crackle, and Redbox joins us beyond the mic. 
What's the Crackle TV show of the month? I am going to go for Taboo. What? This is a great series. Uh, I am a gigantic fan of Tom Hardy. It's really, it's just different than anything else out there. So he plays this guy whose dad is like this gigantic businessman in London. He's like the Rupert Murdoch of, of London in the, in the 19th century. His dad dies and everyone thinks he's, he went to Africa and disappeared and everyone thinks he's dead. And as soon as his dad is announced that he's passed away, he comes out of the fog and suddenly appears James Delaney to recapture his dad's empire. But he's been 10 years in the wild. And so he comes back and he's a, a little rough around the edges. And so he comes into this, uh, you know, very political, social stratified and, you know, for lack of a better term, corrupt British business society and just basically just comes in and flips the tables, uh, as it were. And it is a phenomenal series. The uh, production value is through the roof, obviously. Uh, with Tom Hardy, you've got incredible performances. Um, it is an awesome, awesome series, Taboo. You definitely want to check that one out. How about the Redbox movie of the month? So, you know, at Redbox, we love Nicolas Cage. We often will sit in the office and have intellectual debates as to which Nicolas Cage character would win in a fight if they were fighting each other. We call them cage matches. <laughs> one of the favorites, uh, at least for me this month, and this is one one of the ones that, uh, you know, so often Nicolas Cage does these crazy, over-the-top, absurd characters, but this was the one that he actually won Best Actor for, Leaving Las Vegas. We have that on Redbox this month, and stars him and Elizabeth Shue, he plays a screenwriter that has just sort of come to the end of himself and has decided that he is going to go to Vegas and drink himself to death. And Elizabeth Shue plays uh, a prostitute who meets him and decides that she wants to help save him and then ultimately realizes that uh, she, she can't save anyone and, and that all she can do is be his friend and walk with him through this awful process. But it's a heart-wrenching movie. The performances are spectacular. In my opinion, it's it's the greatest performance of both their careers and um, definitely one you want to check out. If we're going to talk about bad Nick Cage movies, there's always the Las Vegas Magician movie called Next. Yeah, That one would win a cage match in my mind. Yes, absolutely. He's done a lot. Didn't Con Air? Didn't the plane crash in Vegas? It always crashes. Yeah, he's done a lot of Vegas, he's done a lot of Vegas movies. How about the Chicken Soup for the Soul TV show to watch this month? Yeah, so let's swing the other end of the spectrum. So leaving Las Vegas, super dark and broody. We're going to swing the other way with Chicken Soup for the Soul. You know, this is our our female centric brand, so we we get a lot more uh, content on there, whether it's home and garden or cooking or as we talked about before, uh, crime and true crime, the largest audience is actually women for those shows. But one of my favorites and, and uh, one that I think is perfect for spring is Prue's Great Garden Plot. It's a reality show, documentary show, that, that is hosted by the host of the great British baking show, Prue Leap. So she and her new husband, John Playfair, they just got married a few years ago, uh, found love late in life. And they have built a new home, kind of a, a small English manor, 
and they want to build a classic English garden in their backyard. And when I say classic English garden, this, this thing is like several acres. It's gigantic, but they are the cutest couple. They could not be sweeter if they were made of pie. And they just love each other so much. And together, along with a crew of workmen that they are uh, uh, ordering around, they are building this beautiful English garden. So not only do you get to see the adorableness of their relationship, but you also get to pick up a lot of really cool uh, design and gardening and landscaping tips uh, along the way. So it's a great show. It's time for One Big Question with author, speaker, and head honcho for Chicken Soup for the Soul, the face of Crackle and Redbox, Senior Director of Communications, Chris Woolsey, Beyond the Mic. Chris, if there is one movie, show, or thing that you were able to see that people must not miss, what is it? Well, I, I think we may have mentioned it the last time I was here, but it, it's so good, I've, I've got to bring it up again. But uh, that is our uh, BBC series, Sherlock on Crackle. It is just spectacular starring Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman as the dynamic duo of the mystery world, Sherlock Holmes and Watson. It's just everything about it is top notch. The the writing is top notch. The performances are top notch. The art design, the set design, the choreography of the fight, uh, cinematography, everything about this thing is a plus level. And we have all four seasons and we have an exclusive. So unless you bought the disc, you cannot see this show anywhere but on Crackle right now. Man, is it, is it good. Just every episode is like a standalone movie. There is an overall plot line that goes throughout the whole series, but any single episode, and because they're, they're BBC, they're long and they're good, but each one of them is like watching a feature film with these amazing stars and the chemistry between... I was a Martin Freeman fan all the way back from the British office. So when he was announced uh, that he was doing this with Benedict Cumberbatch, I was just over the moon excited and mandated the two of them deliver. Senior Director of Communications for Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment, the face of Crackle and Redbox, Chris Wolseley, our friend. Thanks for going binge watching with us. Oh my gosh, Sean, it's, this is the highlight of my week. You have no idea. Anytime I can hang out with a friend and nerd out on Saturday morning cartoons is a day well spent in my book, my friend. And that, my friends, is binge watching Beyond the Mic.